calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome to the Fire Team Chat, IGN's Destiny Show. Thanks for joining us today. Sean, you're here. Yes, I am. I'm back. Fran is in a million meetings. Yes, like always. Yeah, but uh, he'll probably be back on the next show. Uh, today we have a really big story on the future of Destiny. Mm -hmm. uh, Destiny 2 is coming in 2017. We're getting a big expansion in the fall. Uh, real quick, though, at the top of the show, uh, I've been getting a little, and Fireteam Chat has been getting a little bit of uh, heat about this because people feel like I or we were a little bit harsh on Jason. And I want to talk about that for a second. This is Jason Shear of Kotaku. Yes. Who, prior to this actual reveal, had written an article citing that Destiny 2 or whatever Destiny 2 is had been delayed. And mm -hmm. we, you know, we. We're a little critical of the article because we wanted some clarification. Yeah, I wanted to talk to Jason, get some clarification from him. But uh, people are saying things like, I call him a liar, etc. Jason's not a liar. Jason was right. Uh, he had great sources, and he wrote a, a great piece that there were a few points in that I wanted clarification on. That's it. Um, so Separately, I, there's a now Twitter issue. Oh, yeah, now there's a Twitter issue. So I put out a tweet saying, Destiny 2 isn't delayed. I'm excited to play the DLC. And people are thinking that I'm directing that toward Jason. It's not the fact at all. I was just like, for me, it's weird to think of a game as delayed when it's never been announced. And this is we have an unprecedented amount of communication with Bungie. Like, the slide that was leaked, we were never supposed to know about that. We were never supposed to know about their plan cycle. So, uh... I just feel weird about using the word delay. So I just want to say to Jason, dude, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry that you felt attacked, and that was not my intention. And to the community, like, I'm not going to do that to somebody like Jason. He's a fantastic writer. Uh, I'd love to have him on the show. And if he ever wants to talk privately, if he doesn't want to do it in public form, that's fine, too. But I don't want there to be any ill will. Yeah, and I mean, I don't think that there is uh, a lot of this, I do believe, to be a perceived sort of malevolence that isn't there. Yeah. Uh, I clearly read your tweet as a philosophical point about how something can't be delayed 
because delayed implies that there had been a previously announced date, of mm-hmm. which there wasn't for Destiny 2, and that's all. Yeah, Jason actually pointed out that they slipped up. They said that internally. Uh, so, like, they're like, we originally planned to release in 2016, and now in 2017. I'm like, oh, wow, they just admitted that they had a planned release date. They hadn't done that before. Totally. So uh, that was a really good catch yes. on his part. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Jason was right again. Uh, thank you, Jason. You ever want to be on the show or you ever want to talk in private or vice versa? Uh, vice versa, like we come on your show. Uh, that'd be great. And I'm sorry for all you've been dealing with. It sounds like he's been having a hard time. That's a bummer. Yeah. I mean, no one should have to deal with that, especially when mm-hmm. there's a lot of misconceptions out there. Yeah. But hopefully we've cleared up a little bit about that. And if yeah. you have any further questions, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter nicely and constructively, please. Yeah. Uh, we're, you know, when that is the, mm-hmm. when, when, you, when you do approach people like that on the internet, they are much more receptive yeah. to, uh, you know, having a conversation. Yeah. 140 characters is hard to convey a point. Let's talk about the news, Sean. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, so the future of Destiny has been revealed. This was during a uh, earnings call with Activision yesterday, actually. Uh, so Destiny 2, 2017, we have a year now. Mm-hmm. So we know what year we can uh, plan to see Destiny 2. Uh, a little more exciting than that is that we're getting a large new expansion in 2016. We kind of already knew that. Like uh, Bungie had talked about that on their blog um, so I'm really, really excited about that. Yeah, I mean, what is really significant about this is like we're this comes at a moment where people are a little bit disinterested in Destiny because we haven't had a roadmap, and mm-hmm. now we have a roadmap. So I feel like while we're still in, while we're still kind of you know going to be dealing with these small scale events at least for the near future, we have something to look forward to that could be another Taken King or something of similar size. Mm-hmm. When I read this. That is the sense that I get when they mean large scale DLC content pack, whatever that means. Right? Yeah. Like I think Taken King. Taken King. Yeah. And uh, hopefully that is the size of what it is, and then hopefully Destiny Two is a complete overhaul. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people have been tweeting at me and the other people on Unlocked about how where's the in and out bet, right? Oh, I just yeah. want to confer. I just want to point it out. We're calling it Destiny Two, but in this press announcement or in this mm-hmm. earnings call. It's not called Destiny 2. It's really? just a proper Destiny sequel. So the bet is oh, wow. not confirmed yet. Well, in 2014, I never made a bet on Unlock that I can remember, but in 2014 at uh, PSX, mm. uh, they told me, yeah, there's going to be a full <clears throat> sequel and your character will carry over. Yeah, no, and that's so, not what I'm so saying. I, so I'm just like... I already knew there was a Destiny sequel coming like years ago. Why would I make an In-N-Out bet oh, against it? Well, so yeah. the, like, yeah. so the, I don't the, think I was on that episode. It might, it yeah. might not have been you, mm-hmm. but you were included on these tweets. Yeah. Um, I said a long time ago when I think this was before Destiny released itself, like even year one yeah. content, that I kind of perceived Activision treating Destiny as a platform for. Like the way World of Warcraft. Oh yeah. Is. So it was never going to be like like. Has there ever been a WoW two? No. Right. Just expansions. Just expansions, yeah. right? And those expansions, in and of themselves, are sequels and different, like totally new mechanics, totally yeah. new game, like all kinds of new stuff to do. That's how I felt like they were going to treat Destiny. Like I made the argument on uh, podcast unlock that you will never see a Destiny two. It would be like Destiny colon the Taken King, Destiny mm-hmm. colon for on and on and on forever and ever. And there would never be a Destiny 2. It would just, the platform and the services and the story and the gameplay would evolve over time. Mm-hmm. And people are tweeting at me like, you're wrong. You're going to have to buy, you know, someone in and out. And I'm like, mm-hmm. not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Because until you're... it says, until the bet was that there will never be a number in the Destiny title, like a I, second number. I you think know? you're buying somebody in and out, John. <laughs> you think it's going to be called just Destiny 2? It'll be called Destiny 2. What if it's this? Destiny Don't... colon 
sequel. <laughs> Do no. I still, does that count? Destiny 2, The Wrath of the Sequel. <laughs> I think that's what it'll be called. Yeah. Uh, this is this is really exciting. We kind of uh, have a little bit of a picture of a roadmap, and that's what the community has been asking for. We know we're getting a big mm -hmm. DLC, uh, probably the size of the Taken King, hopefully the size of the Taken King, I should say. And, yeah. uh, and then... Uh, a proper sequel in 2017. Yeah, I mean, we can hope, I mean, I hope that it is the size of the Taken King, but we have to kind of manage our expectations. Yeah. It could be mm -hmm. a House of Wolves or, you know, a Dark Below. We don't know. And those are significant DLC packs in and of themselves as well. But like, in this time of limbo where like, I haven't, you know, I haven't actually been playing all that much Destiny recently. I went back to Halo and man, Halo is awesome. And I, I need I need that big content drop, this awesome new place to explore, and new enemies to fight, uh, and new weapons to kind of like go after, possibly even a raid, to really hold my interest over the long term. Um, I don't know that in my head I could deal with another House of Wolves. Not that House of Wolves was bad, it was perfect for the time it released, I think. But uh, I, I do think you need the raid, I do think you need like brand new sort of uh, sort of public area to explore to really hold players' interests over yeah. time. Especially because, you know... You want story content. Yeah, but yeah. not even just story content. Or but more just like, story content. House yeah. of Wolves had some. Yeah, but like House of Wolves... Yeah, House of Wolves had some, but it, it had some really had... good stuff, actually, because that's when they kind of started doing the narrative with Petrovenge and stuff like that. Do you think this could be a good opportunity for them, I'm talking not, not about the DLC, or not about the sequel now, but the mm -hmm. DLC, to... Uh, maybe add in one new big thing like a raid, but then retrofit all of the stuff that's already in the game. Oh my god, yeah! They have, King. yes, totally. I, d I will never understand why they have all these amazing assets in the game, and they're just, they're dead. They're sitting there. You know, chilling. they're sitting there doing nothing. You got prison elders, there's no increase in any way there, no nope. reward change. Nope. Uh, you got both the raids, yep. you know, the first and the second raid. Also still chilling. And there's no, like, increased damage modifier. Like, it has, maybe it's a programming limitation. It just seems so bizarre to me. There's also no yeah. real reason. Like, if you're, I'm, you know, my me and my whole crew have been 319, 320 on our characters for months now, yeah. it seems like. And... There is literally no reason for us to ever step foot outside of the tower or in the crucible. You know, like, give me a reason to go out into the overworld again, mm -hmm. right? Uh, give me a reason to go back to the raids, like the previous raids. Like, I would love to do Taken King style Prison of Elders, right? Because mm -hmm. actually, you know, Prison of Elders, I don't know if you guys played House of Wolves back in the day at 35, but if you didn't, the mechanics on that fight, what's his name again? The Barracks? No, no, not the the main boss of thirty five percent of Skull Loss, yeah, I yeah. couldn't remember. Mm -hmm. Those mechanics were really, really fun. Imagine if that was a taken version. Like you're also fighting the taken at that mm -hmm. point. Like that'd be super cool. I would love to do that. Why haven't we gotten that yet? There's so much stuff in Destiny that could be retrofitted to stay modern mm -hmm. and it just we haven't we haven't gotten that. Like this could be a good opportunity for them to do that with this new DLC. Definitely. Uh the raid I think we need to see should take place on Mars. Like a Mars-based raid. It's the only, well... Like just on Mars, or you mean like Cabal as well? Well, like, so I we I would have, love to do a Cabal-oriented raid. We have one that's on the moon. Yep. We have one that's on Venus. Yep. Right? I want one on Mars. <laughs> like, it. I think it's such an underutilized location. It would be super cool mm. to, like, go there and experience, like, just don't make it a big shielded Cabal, please. <laughs> I hate the shielded guys. Yeah, the shields. Yeah. yeah. I, uh... 
what if like the boss on that raid was just like a big cabal with four shields? Oh my god! On each side of him, and you had to attack him from like above. Well, only. I can actually see that happening because if you look at uh, Roman formations, it was shields up front and shields up top for arrows. Yeah. Maybe it's like phalanx you gotta style, break yeah. through a phalanx uh, defense, which would be super cool. Like that, that again, would be interesting. I, we've said it. We're on the record as saying this before, but like the stuff you learn about the cabal in the Taken King is super interesting, and I would yeah. love to learn even more about that through a raid on Mars. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be, a, like I said, this is a great opportunity for them to do that because you got to imagine that there were a lot of people who came into Destiny at the Taken King and never really had the opportunity to go back and do Atheon or Crota or any of the really early stuff that people did in Destiny during year one. Retrofitting all of that stuff and making it relevant before a sequel release is a great way to treat the content and give players who've been playing the game a really long a long time uh, something to do and more fun to have before you move on to what is mm-hmm. you know the sequel. Definitely. Uh, let's talk for a second about Crimson Doubles now that we've had a chance to experience it. Yes, the Community. Valentine's Day thing is going. It's in full it, swing. It was. Crimson Days. People did not like it. <laughs> yeah, so the you first know? thing, I jumped yeah. into it. And again, like I, I jumped into it to a weird time because for the last month, I've literally only been playing Halo mm-hmm. for the last, you know, like every night for a couple hours for the past just month. Uh, for those of you who haven't played Halo, it plays very differently than Destiny. They're both mm-hmm. shooters, but one is way faster and more yeah. intricate. Yeah. And uh, I, I got into Destiny feeling like I can't, I can't even handle how slow it was. <laughs> so that said, I, I mean, I previously played a lot of PvP mm-hmm. in Destiny and done Trials and all that stuff, but it felt distinctly like Trials. Yeah, not in a good way though. Oh, you know, I thought you know I played a few rounds and I just I thought it was okay. I wasn't, like, blown away, but I didn't expect to be blown away. And then, like, I hear that people are literally killing themselves to farm loot. I mean, it's pretty smart that they can do that. But also, this is the first time they do the the special ammo change. Yep. And, like, people are like, well, people are just equipping icebreakers. Like, your whole thing is just being worked around already. Like, And, yeah, I don't know. It, it was all just kind of weird, you know? Yeah, I uh, beso- so I, I haven't seen all of the rewards yet, but mm-hmm. I haven't heard that any of them are good. Yeah. Like, they're not really worth striving for unless you're a completionist. There's mm-hmm. nothing that's going to... How about your three, Sparrow Racing rewards? Did you love those? Well, I mean, I love that they look cool, mm-hmm. and, like, I use them during Sparrow Racing. But there's but, you're saying there's not really anything like that. No, like, what I want... What I play Destiny to do is improve the stuff that I have, like, that actually helps me do the things that I want to do. For yeah. instance, like, the raid, right? Like, I'm 319... If you're not going to give me a three, like, oh, all I need is just that 320 uh, helm, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm still waiting for it. That's what I'm looking for is give me an event that gives me a way to access that. And uh, that's better than I can use for, you know, the raid or whatever. And that's what I'm interested in. And you're not really getting any of that gear from what I hear. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're getting gear and stuff that's, like, cool looking and, like, fun to collect, you know, like the... But that's just not who I am, right? Like, during the Halloween event, Festival of the Lost, there are all these cool helms and stuff. But I had no desire to go out and collect all of them on my own. I got a I few. Did. I know you did. Yeah, I know you did. <laughs> those are super fun. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, like, that's cool for those mm-hmm. players, and you can totally like to do that. For me, that's not what I really want. So I'm like, I'm all about progression. If something's not moving me forward and making my like character better, then I'm not really that interested in it. And Crimson Doubles doesn't seem to really offer you anything in the way of that. The gameplay and stuff, that's all fine. It plays a lot like Trials. My one complaint is that, like, um, in Trials, the moment someone's picked off, you can still win again by being, you know, just, you still have the option to use teamwork 2v3 and win mm-hmm. a match, right? Yeah. 
it seemed like the moment someone died, it's over. you had lost. Yeah. Because you can't win 2v1. All yeah. that person, any smart duo that, would push that orb and just shotgun you to death. There was no way you could yeah. quick res them or run around and be sneaky yeah. and get a pick and then win 1v1. There's the, just no way. The buff was also, I didn't notice the difference. Negligible, right? Yeah. yeah negligible. Yeah. Couldn't yeah. really notice it. Yeah, I'm just like, am I really doing more damage? Like, if it was, like, two pistol kills kill a person, like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. You know, and, like, it takes two sniper shots to take you down, like, then maybe, but it, it you just feel just as vulnerable. You don't feel any more powerful, really. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I think that it probably needed to be stronger in order to address the 2v1 thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like, if your teammate gets picked or you get picked, then you are at a severe disadvantage, and that buff doesn't really help you combat that yeah. severe disadvantage. If it did, then maybe it'd be a little bit more functional, but as it was, I, I don't know that I like it all that much. It doesn't seem to help all that much. Of course, Bungie f walks a fine line in implementing something like that, right? Like, too much, and you become overpowered, and too little, and it doesn't do anything, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it's just tough. Like, I think, I think the dynamic is an interesting one to explore, like the TV2 sort of, like, buddy system type thing in PvP. But just, like, it didn't quite work the way I wanted it to. That's all. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Crimson Doubles wasn't great. You know, we got the Sparrow Racing. I can kind of see why the community is kind of like, we want something something new. Yeah. What I do mean, you think? Because we're going to get something small again before this hits. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, what's going to satisfy the community? What's going to satisfy the community? Nothing. What would satisfy you? I don't know. Oh, well. <laughs> We kind of, I mean, I kind of <laughs> already elaborated on it, right? Like, I would love to do, um, I'm but, all about progression, right? Yeah. So anything that really gives me the option to progress or the option to, like, incrementally progress, mm -hmm. like, in gear or in faction or in whatever experience, like, that would be awesome. So I think maybe what would, what if it was a small-scale thing, I think the best thing for Bungie to do would be to re-implement all of the strikes into the Heroic Strike playlist. Yeah. Make, old and new. Yeah, old and new. And if they're old ones, maybe give me some Taken King variants on them. Because I think things like the Undying Mind, which play totally differently when you get the Vex version versus the ta or versus the Taken version, mm -hmm. like that's super cool to me. And I love playing that strike because it allows me to do different things and play different builds and all that stuff on different characters. That gives me enough <laughs> variation to kind of continue moving forward with the game. Because mm -hmm. Heroic Strikes still, still like, you st if you stay in it long enough, you still get that increased bonus for finding exotics. Yeah. Still trying to collect all the exotics. Like, I haven't gotten all of them yet, so there's still progression there for me to do. Um, and, you know, I mean, it'd be really cool to get a couple new story missions, right? Like I said this before, I've said this many times, but the Taken King storytelling is on another level. Yes. Literally on a different planet. Yeah. <laughs> than it was in Destiny Year One. Give me more of that, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, give me more voice acting. Give me more cinematics. Give me more K. Give me more yeah. Eris. Like, that stuff is real fun. So for me, I know they can't do something on the scale of Taken King, but uh, they've done two multiplayer things in a row now. Everybody loves Festival of the Lost. Like, do something kind of fun like that. That would be nice. Something with more narrative, where, like, you learn a little bit more about the characters in the tower. Yeah. Or get to communicate with them a little more. I think something small like that would be would be really, really fun. Like, Sparrow Racing, pretty fun and goofy in tone. Festival of the Lost, fun and goofy in tone. But at least with Festival, you know, you got... 
a little bit more insight into how the characters are, and it was a little little tongue-in-cheek with the raisins or whatever. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. like, if you could learn about the characters and about the world through that stuff, then that would be really interesting because I think one of the things that people really like about the about Destiny is kind of just the universe and the yeah. lore, which and we don't really all... We don't really have that much access to, like, yeah. right up front. Yeah, people are saying, like, hey, like, I'm really not into pvp that much like please remember me like i like my my solo experience or my small group experience yeah and uh, i i really hope they they come up with something like that for the next event i i think you're right i do think that and we, we've seen we've been seeing reddit threads about it but like a lot of the people who played destiny or who got into destiny for the pve feel a little left behind right it feels like a lot of what bungie has been implementing just in this last couple of months has been pvp oriented mm-hmm. and that's cool because it is just another thing to do and it's easier to retrofit because your PvP modes already exist. But like, yeah, it'd be nice if if the solo players out there or the Sherpas out there uh, got something new and interesting for them to do as well. Yeah. Uh, there was this rumored thing about like uh, getting nine exotics with the letters and everything. More console was talking about it. And where's that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that was forever ago. We still haven't heard anything more. Like maybe that was just deleted code or something. Like, we, yeah. yeah, we really have no idea because, mm-hmm. yeah, like there was a great deal. We, we spent that episode of Fireteam Chat speculating about what that nine stuff could that be. That stuff right? sounded cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. well, anything conspiracy theory like where you're like, what could this mean? Could it yeah. be these things? Like, and then that's also super the idea gets inflated too, you know? So then, then when they actually show it and it's like, oh, you run around the tower, you get nine exotics. It's like, oh. Right, like but even that, more. that's not in <laughs> yeah. there, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, there's nothing really in there that related to that announcement or information at mm-hmm. all, right? Like, yeah. it may not, I mean, maybe it was on us uh, in terms of, like, maybe it was never meant to be part of Crimson Days specifically, but just mm-hmm. part of the future of Destiny this next year, so maybe it's still forthcoming, but I don't know, it seemed like kind of a swing and a miss there, you know? Yeah, definitely. Anything else you want to hit on before we, we go for the day, Sean? No, man, I just, you know, I I feel, I see the, I, as much as I haven't been, been playing Destiny over the last, like, month, month and a mm-hmm. half, I see, I still go to the Destiny subreddit, I still look at Bungie, and I still, you know, am keeping up on what my fire team is doing, yeah. and I feel, I feel the frustration that all these players are feeling that the Destiny is on its deathbed, which is... It does feel that way, like, a little, it feels, right? Well, that's the thing, is like... Yeah. It you know that sounds like hyperbole, uh-huh. but that's how a lot of people feel. It's like they've spent so much time and money uh, investing in this game, and we're at this point up until this new announcement, yeah. where we didn't know if it was even going to do anything new or different. Mm-hmm. Now that we have this announcement, there's a little there's you know there's a light at the end of the tunnel. But just like I would encourage people out there to you know stick with it and like remember that games are not made in a vacuum. There's a lot of moving parts, especially in a game like Destiny, where yeah. nothing has ever been made like this before. So. If you've had fun with it and you feel like you've gotten your money's worth, then just try your best to be a little lenient with how things are coming because they are coming. We just have to be patient, right? And you know what they say about patience. What? Oh, well, you're supposed to know, Destin. <laughs> patience is a virtue. Ah, yes. Good things come to, to those, those who, who wait. wait. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, but that doesn't have patience in it. It doesn't have the word, but that's what it means. <laughs> Destin, come on. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I have a lot of faith in Bungie still. Uh, I think they're a great developer. I know they're working on stuff, and they have to be struggling with this community uh, like sense that we're all kind of getting right now, and like that yeah. has to hurt. Totally, you know, they're like, man, like we're letting them down. You that's know? and that's the problem is like yeah. anyone, you know, we don't work in development, but yeah. we work in content creation. Yeah, 
Uh, I know it's... how I feel when I release something and it doesn't resonate the way I am intended with the audience, and that sucks. Yeah, I mean, like, as yeah. much as people want to think that Bungie's just out there to make their dollar, like, and that's part of it, they are yeah. a business, what a lot of these artists and designers and coders and programmers and directors are doing is trying to make something cool that they think you're going to like, and when it when they do that or when they're trying to do that and all these people do is just shit on them, like, that's tough, man. Mm-hmm. It's tough, and I... I I have friends who are game designers, and I can, I wish that I wish it wasn't as toxic as it could be. So, Destiny has a really really good community for the most part. A lot of the people who play it are very supportive and understand why the game is good. And I would just say like, try and let that positivity breed more positivity, yeah. even in these times of a little mm-hmm. bit of like shakiness, you know, because. They're working on stuff. They're obviously not just twiddling their thumbs. Mm-hmm. They're trying to make it happen, but they're trying to make it happen in a way where they know it's going to be good for uh, the the players and mm-hmm. good for Activision and good for them. Yeah. And that's not an easy thing to do with a game like that. That's yeah. all. It's all about balance. Yeah. Yeah. Sean, let's get out of here. Let's do it. Guys, thank you for joining us. Until next time, Guardians, Guardians out. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.